0: This is Nova Church, Halifax, where we love God and love people. Tune in as Pastor Mike Miller teaches from God's Word and how we can have a Nova life, a new life. If you have your Bible today, uh, turn to Philippians chapter 4. And I encourage you to maybe open your Bible to something about the Word of God that changes you. If you're on our website, you'll actually be able to see on that app. You can actually open up your Bible on that app as you watch. But if you're on YouTube or Facebook, uh, we're gonna, you're going to see on the screen behind me. Philippians chapter 4, I'm going to start reading in verse 6, and it says this. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need, and thank him for all he has done. And then, he, you, and then you will experience God's peace. Oh, that's so good. We need some peace today. Experience God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Don't worry about anything, but pray about everything. Today, for the next few minutes, I just want to challenge you with this thought today. In this season that we're in, we're thinking about how to encourage ourselves, encourage the church. In this season, I want to talk on this topic today, just for a few minutes. If you're taking notes, write this down. You can comment even on YouTube and Facebook. We encourage you to comment with each other. We want you to see each other and talk to each other and maybe also comment on the message, what stands out to you today, because we believe God wants to speak to you uh, and encourage you today. This is the topic today, anything and everything, anything and everything, and uh, we believe God's going to help you this morning. Come on, let's pray together. Father, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for those that are tuning in all over the world Uh, And from our church today in our city, Father, we pray today that we would feel your presence in this culture and climate of fear, of panic, of, of doubt, of worry. We're asking for you, Holy Spirit. You're called the Comforter and you make more sense even in uncomfortable times. So we're thankful for your comfort. Today we're praying, Holy Spirit, that you would just help your church, help your people. Our goal today is that we finish this service. When we leave this live stream, that we're more in love with you, more passionate about you, and more committed to your plan for our lives. Father, I pray for each one watching. Would you bless their homes? Would you bless their health? Would you bless their lives? In the name of Jesus Christ, amen, amen. We're so glad you've taken the time to tune in today. I had this thought that I remember when I was younger. I remember thinking life would get easier the older I got. I don't know if you're the same way, but when I was younger, I remember thinking it would just get easier the more I learned, the more I understood, and the more I got. I don't know, but I remember being a young teenager going, man, if I can just get my license, then life will be easier. And I remember thinking as a teenager, you're figuring out who you are, your personality, and, and all the relationship. Now that I'm thinking, if I can just get out of high school and into university, well, if I can learn some things, then I'll, I'll have this whole thing figured out. I remember being a young adult going, if I can just get the right job, if I can figure out what my career is, that's such a hard time, isn't it? Trying to figure out what you're gonna do with your life. If I can just figure out a career path, man, if I can just learn, if I can just make some more money. I remember thinking, I remember thinking, if I could just make $30,000, then I would be set. I'd have no more worries. I remember, th- remember, remember back when 100 bucks was a lot of money when you were like nine. <laughs> and I remember that, Think if I could just make a little more money, if I could just get that job, I remember thinking if I could just get married, if I could just figure this out, get a house. I remember thinking if I could just learn a little more, get a little more, uh, understand a little more, then I would have more peace, I'd figure this out. And here's the problem I've realized, the more we know, the more we understand, the more we get, the less peace we actually have. The more we know, the more we understand, actually the more more trouble we have having peace. My wife, Nancy, I love her so much, but she watched this documentary a few years ago. About, about genetically modified food and hormones. And she watches documentary. And my wife is five foot two, but she's very persistent. And she's a Newfoundlander, so she's, she's strong and willed and strong in a lot of ways. She's like, we have to watch this documentary. I'm like, I don't wanna watch a documentary about food. And she's like, we have to watch this. And she watches one documentary about hormones and food and meat and all this stuff. And because of one documentary, we have not eaten meat or dairy in years we're pretty much vegetarian, we're pretty much vegan because of, she watched this documentary and the information talked about hormones and what they're doing to meat and food. And, and because of that, we have changed our diet drastically. In fact, me and my kids were on cheese withdrawal even to this day. Uh, I, my kids come home from like parties and we're like, look at me, let me smell your breath. This is my cheese. Look at my eyes. Follow my, follow my finger. Me, you were eating cheese, weren't you? My kids are smuggling cheese at school. They're trading things for cheese. At school. My daughter is obsessed with cheese. Me, the other night we're at a party with friends, and my daughter comes over to me and she whispers in my ear like it's a crime. Dad, there's cheese over there. She's smuggling me cheese because she doesn't want our my wife to see it. One information, one documentary, got rid of the peace in our home. It's okay just to eat cheese and meat. Uh, I feel like it's the same thing in, in, in culture. It's never been tougher to have peace. So many right now are struggling for peace, aren't we? Struggling for peace. It seems like the more we watch the news, one of our team was just saying earlier that, you know, their screen time has gone up from like whatever it was to like seven hours a day. And most of that is watching news updates. And we're thankful for updates, but isn't it hard to get peace watching all the information we have? the latest inspector general, the latest doctor, the latest news report, things about curves and viruses and updates. And the more we know, the harder it is to get peace. And even this week, we dropped off some donuts and some some, some coffee cards and some, some kind words to our nurses and hospitals and first responders. And I've never seen more fear in a place that when you walk, try to walk into the front doors of a hospital and they're frontline, they know they have to go home to their kids and their spouses, and their families, and they're putting themselves on the front line, and they don't have peace in their eyes. We've never had more information, but we've never had more trouble getting peace. In my own life, I've been on this journey of peace even in the last year, and I'm a pastor at a church, and you need to know, and I know you know this, that pastors are no different. We struggle with the same things, and we're on the same journey. You guys are. It was around this time last year, and we've been on a crazy run for five years as a family, and we, we changed jobs, and that was a big change, and we we even looked at possibly moving stateside or interviewing in, in the states at jobs and trying to figure out what our life was going to look like in a new season. In that time, we were traveling a lot. I was doing full-time speaking as a traveling preacher for two and a half years, over 100 flights a year, and fit from small groups to large groups. And... So much change had happened. Even in that season, we decided to plant a church. And, and amazing as that was, it was challenging to find people that wanted to help us and, and share the vision and then rallying people and then planting a church and figuring out all the logistics that go beyond a Sunday. And in that season, with as a parent, as a father, and as a pastor, we planted Nova Church and we saw miracle growth. I mean, amazing. But with that came challenges of how to navigate this incredible growth and challenges and opportunities and personalities. And... It was this time last year, right around Easter, that something started to feel off in my life. And uh, I couldn't understand it. I didn't. I couldn't explain it. I just felt like I was off. I felt like there was something wrong. I remember texting my mom around Easter on a Saturday and said, Mom, something's wrong. I'm just going to go for a walk. Can you just pray for me? I don't feel right. I remember saying to my wife, I don't feel right. And I preached this one service and I got down and my wife said to me, what's wrong? I was like, what do you mean? She was, something's wrong. You just seem like... You're struggling today. And inside, something started to happen, and I was struggling with peace. It was a couple days later, I was driving my kids home from school, and, and all of a sudden, I felt like I was having a heart attack. And maybe some of you right now, you can relate to these symptoms. I felt like someone was sitting on my chest, and I started heavy breathing, and I started struggling, and I was in the middle of a panic attack. Never had one like that before in my life. I went home and found myself bedridden and, and, and in my home for four days. Couldn't leave the house, couldn't get in a car. And struggled through this new reality of something was happening to my body. And over the most of 2019, even struggling with chest pains and anxiety for most of the year. And during that journey, I started walking through what is going on in my body. And where is this peace that I need? The Philippians talk about I've seen a counselor and I believe in that. Uh, I've taken medicine. I believe God can use medicine. and, And I've even gone deeper in prayer. And here's the thought today. That God's promises in this scripture... He he promises mind-blowing peace. One version of the Bible says this peace that you can't understand, it says that you can't understand how good it is. One version calls it mind-blowing peace. That This peace is so incredible, so real, so powerful that your mind can't comprehend the peace. Your mind says you should be worried. Your mind says this is not a good season. Your mind says you should be worried, but God says he makes available to us a peace. That is beyond what we can even comprehend, but we can enjoy. And Christianity and faith, today you might be live streaming in. Maybe you're one of the nurses that got a gift from us and you wanted to tune in. Maybe someone shared it on their social media and you're like, what is this church? We believe as a church that Christianity, faith, this Bible can't be compartmentalized. We don't believe it just fits on a Sunday morning for an hour. We don't think it just fits when we're in church. We believe it has to flow into every area of our lives that if it doesn't work in every area of our lives, then it doesn't work in any part of our lives. We believe this faith works in our homes, our businesses, in our mental health, in our physical health. It works in our finances. It works on the streets and in the church. It works in bedrooms and boardrooms and back rooms. It works everywhere. That it doesn't stay compartmentalized to a religious moment in our week. That it actually overflows in every part. And if that's true, Philippians says that we can have peace Even in this season, I've been on this journey for this last year of understanding this mind-blowing peace that doesn't make sense, but it makes a difference. Today, I want to encourage you that God says peace is available. A couple things to help you have this peace that we just read about today in Philippians. A couple points I want to pull out before we pray for you today is how can you in this season, how can you in this season have mind-blowing peace? How can you have that peace from God when maybe your job is uncertain? Maybe you're you're, you're afraid to go outside. Maybe in this season, when everyone says panic, that God says, no, no, have peace. Well, a couple things real quick from Philippians chapter 4. It says in verse 4 and 5, let me read it. It says this. It says, always be full of the joy of the Lord. I say it again. Always be full, in verse 4, of the joy of the Lord. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Consider it. Humility. Isn't humility attractive? I, I heard it said that humility isn't thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. We're seeing this in the media, aren't we? We're seeing neighbors and people come together, and it's not that they think less of themselves, but they're thinking less often of their own needs. I, I even saw it on a Facebook group recently in, in, in our neighborhood. Some a neighbor put up, hey, if you're afraid to go outside, if you're elderly, if you're at risk, just text me your grocery list and I'll go get your groceries for you. People in this season are rising to the top saying, no, no, I want to be considerate of others. But it says this, it says, remember the Lord is coming soon. Remember the Lord is coming soon. This piece that we start starts with having the right perspective having the right perspective. When I was growing up, man, we used to talk about heaven a lot. I grew up in church, I'm a church kid, and I was in church all the time, and we talked about heaven all the time. I might even say we talked about heaven too much. I mean, we just, it was always, I remember being in grade 10, and I had this job where where I had to shovel gravel for this, for this business, that's a tough job. And uh, I was shoveling gravel on this day in June, and if you remember, if you're, part of the older crowd like me, there was these wildfires in Quebec, and it was so intense that the smoke was blowing over eastern Canada, and it actually changed the sky to this crazy red-orange at noon. I remember everybody was saying, man, the world's coming to an end. Is this what the end looks like? And me, we talk so much about heaven. I thought this is the end of the world. I, I put down my shovel. I thought I'm not going out my last few minutes shoveling gravel. I was so anxious to get done with that job because I thought, man, maybe, maybe this is the end. Maybe, maybe heaven is closer than we thought. We talk so much about heaven. I think, to be truthful, we don't talk enough about heaven now. The Bible says that having mind-blowing peace starts with the right perspective that the Lord is coming soon. The Bible says that life is a vapor. It says that when you go out on a cold morning, the Bible says, and when you breathe and you see your breath go and then disappears, the Bible likens that to our lives. Our lives are so short. They're so short. Whether you live a short amount of time or 70, 80, 90 years, in the scope of eternity, life is very short. And having the perspective that heaven is real, eternity is real, life is short, helps start this process of mind-blowing peace. I want to remind you today that what we're going through right now as a culture, this is just a chapter in a larger book. It's an important chapter, it's a real chapter, but it's just a chapter. This is just a season. We're getting ready to go into spring here in Halifax, and we're reminded that winter is just a season. What we're going through as a church, what we're going through as a community, what you're going through with your family, it's real. You can feel it. It's happening, but it is just a season. This is challenging, but this too will pass. I want to remind you today that peace starts with perspective, that what we're in will not last. This life, though important and rewarding and challenging, and we pray for a long life, is just a season, the right perspective. Verse 6 The second thing I wanna bring out today is says, don't worry about anything. I wanna remind you today to have mind-blowing peace. This peace of God is don't worry about anything. Anything, what does that include, that word anything? Anything. What's covered in anything? What about my kids? Anything. What about my finances? My health? My job? What about my retirement? What about my neighbors? What about my singleness? What about my marriage? What about my anything? The Bible says, don't worry about anything. Worry may do, worry about things that may or may not happen that you can't control. Someone said that worry is like sitting in a rocking chair and rocking back and forth. There's a lot of effort, there's a lot of action, but it doesn't get you anywhere. That's what worry does. It's a lot of mental effort, it's a lot of anxiety, it's a lot of work, but it actually doesn't produce anything. You don't go anywhere. The Bible says don't worry about anything. Those things that you're stressed about, anxious about, anything, Worry, I heard someone say this, worry is a misuse of our imagination. Imagination is so powerful. Am I the only one that starts having my own conversations about what could happen? What if this happens? What if this person calls? What if this stops? What if this breaks down? And we start imagining worst case scenarios. Worry is a misuse of imagination. Worry is faith. The Bible says you can't please God without faith. And people think that maybe the opposite of faith is doubt or the opposite of faith is worry. Worry is actually faith. Did you know that? Faith is we believe in things that we've not yet seen, but we're hoping will happen. We believe God has a plan for our life, but worry is believing things you haven't seen, but you think they're gonna happen. Worry, all worry is is faith in the wrong source. We have faith based on God's word that his plan for us is better than our own plan. We have faith that God is for us. He's not mad at you. He's not angry with you. He's here to help us and be close to us. All worry is, is faith in the wrong source. You start believing those negative thoughts. You start believing those haters in your life. You start believing these other voices and you put faith in their words. That's where worry comes from. I wanna remind you today, the Bible says don't worry about anything. But it says, instead, it says this in verse six. It says, instead... Pray about everything. That's so good today. Please don't miss this. Mind-blowing peace says don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. I heard someone say that if you don't pray about everything, you probably don't pray about anything. Pray for everything. God, there's no small prayers. I believe God's as close as you want him to be today. And you can pray about everything. Some of you have some big things, some surgeries, some health things. Some things you think are small in this global scale of worry. You're thinking, man, does that really matter? Does that relationship really matter when our city is shutting down? Does that little bill, does that little problem, does that little conversation, listen, if it matters to you, it matters to God. God wants us to come to him with everything. Church, I wanna remind you today, if you're listening, if it's on your mind, it's on God's heart. Sometimes we have this picture of God, don't we, that he's this judge in the air and this this cold, maybe almost like a robot, uh, accepting or denying our prayer request. That's not God. God, it says the Bible says that God weeps with us. He he laughs with us. He's so active in our lives. I want to remind you today that if it's on your mind, it's on his heart. You know those things on your mind when you go to bed at night, those things that you can't sleep? When you wake up in the morning, the first thing that rushes in, listen, if it's on your mind today, it's on God's heart. And he says, Don't worry about anything, but pray about everything, which means he wants to hear from you. Today, as you're watching on your phones, your, your tablets, your TVs, you can take everything to God in prayer. If it matters to you, it matters to God. We have this choice in life. I like to think of it almost like two different boxes. And as something comes to my mind that I'm thinking about, I can, I, I can take it, I can take anything and put it in the worry box and go, Man, I'm just worried about that or I can take everything to the prayer box. And today I want to remind you as you're watching this, this is more than a live stream. We're in a battle for our peace. We're in a battle for our mental state. We're in a battle for our families and for our our city. You have a choice when things come into your mind, into your life. You can take anything that bothers you and put it into the worry bin and just stir that up, that imagination and get yourself worked up. Or we can make a choice today. And instead of looking at the worry bin, take everything and put it into the prayer bin. It's a choice. It's a choice. Let me help you today. What does it look like to pray? Some people go, what is prayer? What is prayer? How do we pray? Worry and worship can't coexist. Worry and worship can't coexist. Instead of worrying today, we worship, we pray. How do you pray? People ask us all the time. Well, preachers pray and priests pray and Is there a formula to pray? Some of you are watching this. Maybe you haven't been to church in a long time. And prayer seems like a foreign language. It seems like you need a degree from something. It's a formula. It's it's something that is mystical. It's not. I'm going to help you today. and We're going to unpack God's word really quick of how do you pray? It's a real question today. How do you pray? It says in verse 6. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Right here. It says, tell God what you need and thank him for what he's done. Here's how you pray. Ask him for what you need. That's step one. Ask him. Today, you may, not, you may say, I, I don't follow God. I'm not close to God. I don't go to church. Listen, today, when you say God, ask him for what you need. You're praying. Some of the best conversations are short. God, help. I need help with my mortgage this month. God, I need help with my kids, my teenagers. I need help with my mental health, I need help. Ask God for what you need. That's step one in prayer. And then step two is right there. It says, thank him for what he's done. You ask him and you thank him. When you choose today to walk away from the worry bin where anything goes into, and you walk over with everything in your life that matters, everything that's important to you, and you pray, you start with saying, God, this is what I need today. And then you thank him for what he's done. I wake up, Every morning, and before I even ask God what I need, I just thank Him. I thank Him that I woke up this morning. I thank Him for our church. I thank Him for our production and worship team and our kids' ministry and our dream team that are working so hard to make this happen right now. I'm thankful for my wife and my marriage. I'm thankful for my kids and their health and their, and their kindness and, their, and their, their sweetness and their personalities. I thank God for friends. I thank God for so many things. Listen, we all have so much we can thank God for thankful for our city. I'm thankful for our mayor. I'm thankful for our prime minister. I'm thankful for businesses. I'm thankful for the grocery clerks that are still working. I'm thankful for the nurses that work so hard. We have so much to be thankful for. We thank God and then we ask him for what we need. Listen, it's not selfish to go to God and say, God, this is what I need today because he's interested. He said, I don't want you to worry. I want you to have peace. Ask me for what you need and thank me for what I've given you. Bring it to Jesus to prayer, not to yourself and worry. To, today, when this ends, you're going to have a choice. When you shut that TV off, shut that screen off, the worry is going to want to come back. And you have a choice. Take it to yourself and worry or take it to Jesus in prayer. We can thank him and we can ask him for what he does. It says in verse 7, here's the promise. It says, if you do this, don't worry. Pray about everything. Ask him for it. Thank him for it. When we do this, it says in verse 7, it says, you will experience peace Beyond understanding, mind blowing peace. Let me read Isaiah verse 9 and 6, chapter 9, verse 6. In Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, we read this around Christmas time, but it's more than a Christmas verse. Let me read this to you. It says, For a child is born to us. This is talking, foreshadowing, prophesying uh, Jesus who is to come. And it says this For a child is born to us. A son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor. I'm so thankful that God counsels. God can speak to us and help us in business decisions, family decisions, church decisions. We really feel like even Easter in cars is God's counseling us. It's a God idea. Just encourage some people. It says he's a wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father. Watch this Prince of Peace. Prince is a government term. It's it's an authority term that when you're prince of something, you actually had legal, you had government, you had national rights over a bunch of people. Here's what I want to remind you today. It says he's the prince of peace, which means he governs over peace. He's in charge of peace. That wherever he is, peace happens. Wherever he goes, peace must come. His kingdom is peace. He's the governor of peace. Peace is his kingdom. Where he rules, peace follows. He sits on a throne where peace reigns. If you bring anything and everything to Jesus, peace has to come. When you put him in charge and you put him as the one that we're going to, a peace flows down because wherever he is, peace must follow. Why? Because he's the prince of peace. He's the prince of peace. I want to remind you today that he can only decree over what we divulge. He can only govern over what we give him. When you give him your life, when you give him your worry, when you give him everything and anything, then he can govern in peace. In this last year and a half, I've seen stuff happen in my life. I'm thankful for medicine and doctors and counselors, but something started to happen in my life. I started worrying less and praying more. I stopped venting and complaining and started talking to God and thanking him more. He started counseling and giving me wisdom and, and courage and started having tough conversations with people I need to have tough conversations with. He started me to, to start making decisions I had to make. I started realizing how blessed I am. And when I put him in charge of the good things and the challenging things, he started to govern peace in my life. I can, I'm sitting here today far from perfect. I still have issues and still working through things, but I've never had more peace in my life. In a season when we should be more worried and, and issues are real, I feel the peace of God. Today, I wanna encourage you. I wanna pray for you in a moment. Maybe you wanna comment on YouTube or Facebook or maybe even text us your prayer request, but God can only govern over what we give him. God can only govern over what we give him. You can text the word prayer even right now. We have a number you'll see on the screen, 902-903-2682. Text the word prayer and we'll pray for you. We have a prayer team praying all week long. We'll pray and we'll believe that even this week we can see a miracle happen but today I want to take a moment and just pray for you. Maybe you're worked up. Maybe it wasn't as bad as me where you felt like you couldn't leave the house. Maybe you're there. Maybe you don't feel weight on your chest, but maybe your mind doesn't stop. I said, instead of worrying about everything, if we start to pray about everything, when we ask God and thank him, a miracle starts to happen. I believe peace will come into our lives. If you have something right now something right now in your life that you want to agree for prayer with. Maybe you want to hit a like button or maybe you want to say me. Maybe you want to right now behind the camera just put your hand up for a moment. Maybe as a family you have a need. We're going to pray today that peace will invade your life, that peace will flow like like, like a government decree over your life. So let's pray together. Father, I thank you for those listening right now, for those watching right now. God, we're thankful, Lord, that this does not just sit on a live stream, this, uh, you're, not, you're not confined, you're not compartmentalized to just YouTube or Facebook. God, you want to invade and flow over our lives. You are in every part of our lives, our families, our relationships, our jobs, our finances, our mental health, our physical health. Right now, God, we give you everything. God, we don't worry about anything, but we give you everything. Right now, God, would you just speak peace over our church, over those watching today. We speak the peace that goes beyond all understanding. God, you are the Lord of peace, that where you are in charge, peace has to reign. I speak peace right now. Through these phones and TVs, through these cameras, I speak peace right now over people's lives. God, we pray for peace in the name of Jesus. I also want to give an opportunity, if you're watching, you're like, man, I, 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 I haven't been to church in a long time, and I don't know God. I, I, I know church, I'm enjoying this live stream, but I don't know God. I feel like maybe church know God, but you don't know God today we want to pray together and we want to just believe for you that uh you can know God the Bible says he's as close as the mention of his name and it says this in scripture that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that he is Lord that he's in charge a miracle happens and it says that you're born again see we were all born separated from God that's why you feel so distant but God made a way he's the way maker And we believe today when you pray and you say, no, I I believe that Jesus is God. I believe that there's more than just myself and just living here to have a job, get married, make some money and then die, that there's more to this, that life is a vapor, that there's more to this. When you believe in your heart and you say with your mouth, God, I need your help, a miracle happens. And today I believe a miracle could happen in your life. So if you want to be included in that prayer, we're just gonna pray. Uh, You're gonna see a number. You can text to that same number. You're gonna text the word faith today. Say, man, I made that commitment. And we're just gonna send you an email, just connect with you and help you on this journey. We don't want anything from you. But we wanna celebrate your decision today. We believe right now, wherever you're watching, all over the world, Canada, even in our city, and say, today, I wanna start my relationship with Jesus Christ. It's not about joining a church. There's lots of great churches in our city. If you're not in our city, we can find you a church that you should go to anywhere in the world. But today, it's about God making a way to join with you. The God that loves you and that's invested in you is as close as you want him to be, and you can have that peace in your life. So if that's you right now, and you want that prayer, I'm gonna pray right now, we're gonna believe that God can come into your life. Come on, let's pray. God, I thank you for those right now that are saying, I wanna start a relationship with Jesus. God, we don't understand it all, but we know that you are close right now. Father, right now we say you're in charge, you're the Lord, you're the Prince of my life, you're the, I want you to govern my life. And God, right now we give everything, we give our lives, we give our, our past, our pain, our regrets, we give our dreams, our talents, and our future. God, would you come into our, we believe that you're God, we believe that you're real, we believe that you want to help. Would you do a miracle? Forgive us for our past, our sin and our mistakes. And would you come in and make us new? Put a new heart, put a new drive, put a a new present and a new future in our lives. Father, bless them in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen, amen. We're celebrating with you today. And you know, the scripture talks about how you don't just call on God for the time being. He's there forever. And you don't have to have him as your best friend. You don't ha- he meets you exactly where you are. Yeah. And today I just want to encourage you with that. What a great word. Lots to take away and think about. And I just want to plug that I actually bought cheese during this quarantine social dis- what is it? Yeah. Social disconnecting. Whatever. And disconnecting. And I know that grates you, but it's very gouda. See, you guys, this is what we need in this, our lives. Is we why need you this. Tune in. Yeah. This is why you tune in right there. So anyway, we love any you. Case, God bless you. Thanks do. for tuning in. You. And we'll see you next Sunday morning. God bless.